Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator discusses baseball, America's favorite pastime. Well, not really, but baseball is a big part of the story. It's really Creator discusses The Boy Who Knew Too Much, a book that is a, a fascinating story of reincarnation, and we're going to look at that in depth, Carl. Well, there's been a series of accounts really all through history of people who kind of inexplicably to most recalled a past life existence and occasionally as a famous person. But uh, some of those are very purposeful, as we're going to learn. So this is real. This is a real thing. And Creator will weigh in about some of the key things that were brought up in the book and give a validation for it and an explanation also. And I think it's quite useful to understand how all of this works. Indeed. Indeed it is. We'll get right started because there's, as usual, a lot of information. (laughs) You ask creator, Kathy Bird is the mother of Christian Hopped, who at the age of two began sharing past life memories of being a tall baseball player. Turns out that tall baseball player was none other than Lou Gehrig. Most people will have heard of Lou Gehrig's disease, if not Lou Gehrig, the famous first baseman for the New York Yankees, who played with the home run king, Babe Ruth, Whose name is still whose whose name still adorns a popular candy bar to this very day? Turns out Kathy herself is the reincarnation of Christina Mom Gehrig, Mom in quotes, the mother of Lou Gehrig, and who was a minor celebrity in her own right at the time. Kathy doggedly pursued every lead her son provided and affirmed that her son was indeed the reincarnation of Lou Gehrig. Once her investigation was complete, she wrote a book called. The Boy Who Knew Too Much, sharing with the world the story of her son's memories and the drama and investigation resulting from it. This is a truly rare account of an American boy with powerful past life memories of being a well-known American celebrity. This has all the hallmarks of a mission life for both mother and son. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and this is what I channeled from Creator about this. Creator says... This is a mission life to the extent that it has come to light, the past history of these two, who have come together yet again in a reincarnation with the same role of mother and son. But it is entirely ordinary with respect to human life experiences and histories. All of you are reincarnated from prior lifetimes as one thing or another, with one person or many who are in your life currently, almost certainly, because this is how it is conducted. You have a soul group of individuals you belong to, and each incarnation you choose what family to join up with that is already in progress, incarnated on the planet. So those young adults ready to have children and get their family started will have beings in the light, choose them, and they in turn agree to accept them as they're young, and then things proceed from there. Many, many times you are back in life within a family group you have been a part of in the past. That, in fact, is routine. There are reasons for this that are meaningful. 
The first being your soul group and are your best friends. And to take on a life in the physical is a challenge and puts you at great risk of karmic missteps and harmful episodes of all kinds. You want to do that among people you know and people you can trust for safety reasons and as a backup in case you run into trouble. You want people who truly care about you through having a deep soul connection so you'll be able to rely on them for help if things come to that. The second way people experience go-rounds in life is on the opposite end of the spectrum. When you've been harmed by a perpetrator and there is a need to work through that karma, it could be a member of your soul group, but it could be an outsider you've been involved with for one reason or another or in their proximity and then had a confrontation or mischief conducted that harmed you in a serious way. The law of karma will see that as an obligation to rebalance and will bring the two of you together unless it is resisted through pre-planning to preclude that from happening. But many times as light beings and having a broader divine perspective about life and obligations, you will actively choose and agree to be of service to your perpetrator and come back into life again and put yourself in harm's way to be around them, to give them an opportunity to do better and thereby heal the prior failings when they preyed on you. This is the measure of divinity you represent, as you are an extension, after all, of our consciousness and divine inheritance. So that is not surprising to us, but not known by humanity as a whole. So the fact Lou Gehrig came back in an incarnation with the same mother as his prior life, his former famous ball player, is a very typical sequence. What makes this stand out, of course, is not just that he was famous, but that in the reincarnation, he was so aware of that prior life. And his mother took it seriously and explored the possibilities and obtained her own independent evidence of the truth she was his mother. Most people never learn about reincarnation in a way that convinces them it is truly how things work. For most, it is something that is a vague Eastern religion idea but give it no weight in their thinking. And in fact, many of the Eastern traditions are not totally accurate in their perception of what happens. For example, believing that people can reincarnate as animals and so on. That is not the case. So this mission life was to bring forward the reality of reincarnation for as many people as possible to help awaken them to this important concept because it is central to understanding life and its purpose. You are here to get somewhere. You have an important soul journey, and you are working on this in life after life to make progress. And that requires an understanding of who you are, where you come from, where you are going, and what you need to be doing along the way, all of which relates to the phenomena of karma, the law of cause and effect that projects into the future what you put into the present, whether good or bad. This is the self-correcting and kind of policing mechanism of the universe to keep things orderly and apply an independent and dispassionate force as a way of reckoning with the past 
to take care of one's own problems, the mess one has created, or to repair the self when damaged by others, or even by the self through neglect and self-condemnation. These are important opportunities to learn about negativity and obligation and responsibility to the soul for its care and feeding as a sacred duty. All these teachings depend on being awakened enough to believe the phenomenon is real and then to believe the divine wisdom behind it. Well, that last sentence says a lot. I've always kind of had the feeling that, you know, you have to kind of work your way up to everything that is the message of get wisdom and that, you know, we we do have to have a, a faith in God, of course, but we also need to really understand that reincarnation is an important paradigm. And Creator is basically saying that here. And this book is a really wonderful uh, expose on the whole phenomenon of reincarnation. It's highly recommended. Well, and, and this is an important message because there's much more to this than simply coming to believe in reincarnation. It's still for people, even if they believe it, a kind of esoteric thing that doesn't really affect their day-to-day life. It's just something about their past and maybe a curiosity for them. But it's much more profound than that, as we're going to learn in these examples we'll talk about. This is the gateway to being able to reckon with your past in a meaningful way, to get healing done that is greatly needed. And if you don't do it, you will suffer because of it. That's why Creator is helping these people have mission lives to bring forth the truth about reincarnation. It's step one. And then to go from there to doing something actively about the consequences of that. Because you're you're in this for important reasons. And if you don't do it right, you're going to suffer. Yeah. yeah I mean, the bottom line, folks, is that reincarnation is not a belief. It's a reality. It's, it's, we're all, it's a paradigm we are all part of, whether we like it or not. And whether we believe it or not, we are a part of it. So... It's helpful to get on board and, and you know wrestle with this and make sense out of it because it impacts your life in a huge way. So, you ask creator, the majority of detailed past life memories, upwelling in children predominantly between the ages of two and six, seem to be fueled in most cases by deep trauma, usually associated with the manner of their death in the previous life they are remembering. But in the case of Christian Hopped, the emotive energy seems to be provided by overwhelming desire. This young boy loved baseball. At the age of two, this child literally lived, ate, and slept baseball nonstop. He wore a toddler's baseball uniform and refused to wear anything else. He only wanted to play baseball and nothing else. He would play ball by himself if he couldn't get anyone to play with him. It seems that some form of intense emotive energy is needed to enable detailed past life memories to surface. And the emotion doesn't necessarily have to be traumatic but instead could be a great desire based on a great passion pursued in a previous life that remains unsatisfied. What is Creator's perspective? All right, and this is what Creator says. Here again, the outstanding event being described is the reality that a young child has a detailed recollection of a prior life and how and what it entailed through revisiting and re-experiencing and displaying a formerly held passion and the skills that went along with it. This, too, is not at all unusual. There are many, many people who, from a very, very young age, choose their future, have a passion for it, and a yearning, and live to make it come about. 
For example, wanting to be a nurse or doctor or a teacher from a very young age or do something athletic or be an explorer, a performer, and so on. Many, many times those strong desires are a recapitulation of prior lifetimes, living that role. And it is an awakening of an awareness of one's prior success and joy in doing certain things that can start to bring it back to life from deep within. Not necessarily a conscious memory at all of having done it, but simply beginning to fantasize about that topic, that arena, that profession, and then looking into it and sticking with that on a lifelong basis. This is priming from prior life experience and building on prior success, prior development of knowledge and skills. And that is an important part of the life journey to grow and expand in terms of the soul's potential. It is often the case people will have a series of many lifetimes with similar pursuits. And that is indeed to satisfy a strong desire of the soul to get the most out of it one can. One life simply may not be enough to learn all one needs to. Each life will build on the prior lives and the purpose being to continue to grow, to continue to refine and enhance who and what you have been and add something to it with each new go round. This has intrinsic value that will serve the soul for an unlimited future to come. They are like adding bricks to a foundation and strengthening that foundation with repeated investments with an enterprise, a lifestyle, the cultivation of skills. This is quite common, for example, with musicians, with scientists, with physicians, and other healthcare providers. There are most commonly prior histories involved with such activities because they are noble pursuits, have a humanitarian aspect, and are divine in focus and intention to add something based on love to the world through one's efforts. So this young boy who was written about was simply returning to an awakening of a passion for the sport of baseball, but at the same time was living out a divine mission to share his story and hence the awareness consciously which did add extra energy to the desire in having the recollection directly to fuel it. Wow. So that's quite a revelation, that last sentence there. Crater is basically coming out and saying that because of the divine mission involved, there was clearly assistance on the part of the divine realm to make that awareness available to him that might not have been quite as available otherwise. But also saying, of course, that the desire for the baseball did add some extra energy to it. So that's, that's an interesting revelation, Carl. Well, I, I, like most of us, know people who were inspired from a very young age to go into the path they chose and followed all lifelong. P- people like musicians who were a prodigy and had an exceptional talent right from the get-go. My parents were both musical. My father was a wonderful organist, and he was just drawn to it. It was Music was a passion for the both of them, and they were very spiritual as well. And that's no surprise, because music is spiritual at its origin. But anyway, th- this idea is common. It's just yes. we just don't remember the details of the prior lives, where that knowledge and passion comes from. 
as, as unfortunately gets masked and, and obscured. But the mechanism is quite real and quite important to know about. Well, my daughter is, is highly musical as well. Um, <laughs> frighteningly, frighteningly so, <laughs> in fact. She's really, really talented. So it had to come from somewhere. And neither my wife or I are, are really musically talented that much. So uh, it can't be a d- d- direct inheritance in, as far as that goes. So there's something very spiritual going on here with this. And we'll learn more about that as we go on. But uh, um, the big message I think Creator is sharing here is that the only really unusual aspect of the story is the fact that the story is being told. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, most of it, it just kind of goes by us. We don't realize where we come from and what we're all about. We just kind of muddle along and just go with our gut, and, and that's it. And don't think about it more deeply than that. Well, you know, people stop muddling along and visit GetWisdom.com, <laughs> where, where you can find thousands of pages of material now that we've accumulated in terms of questions and answers. Uh, we got all kind of hundreds of videos that we put together that Carl put together with Denny, radio shows are put together with me. Uh, there's even ebooks, and you can download the most important ebook of all, the Lightworker Healing Protocol ebook that describes what, what the Lightworker Healing Protocol is all about. You can get that at getwisdom.com slash LHP, getwisdom.com slash LHP, and check out the accompanying book, which is on a powered prayer, which is also a very important paradigm, a very powerful change agent in your life. Get that at getwisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of this week's Get Wisdom, where we're looking at what Creator says about a book called The Boy Who Knew Too Much, which is a story of reincarnation of a young child and his mother, who were both reincarnated uh, to be mother and child again. Uh, the distinctive, distinctive feature of this book is that this young child was none other than Lou Gehrig, famous baseball player from the 20s and 30s, um, who was a contemporary of Babe Ruth, which almost everybody knows of at least uh, hearing about. So he's, this is not a small character, uh, and it, creators talking that this is a mission life 
that the, both mother and son are living in order to bring the message of reincarnation to the population. We certainly hope success in this endeavor, Carl. Well, this is an important topic because we all go through this. This is what we do. We come and go to the light, back from the light, to the light again. And we are doing this to learn and grow, but we have to heal what goes wrong. Otherwise, we fall behind. And that's what we've been doing for quite a long time now is falling behind because we've been not instructed how to heal things. So it's important to get this right and, and understand this is how things work. Absolutely. You asked the creator. Dr. Ian Stevenson in his book, Children Who Remember Past Lives, wrote, Like many subjects of these cases, the child sometimes thought of himself as an adult imprisoned unwarrantedly in a child's body. At times, he had what Stevenson would call attacks of adulthood. In Christian Hopp's case, this manifested in his precise mirroring of Lou Gehrig's baseball mannerisms, right down to how he held and swung his little toddler bat, an almost textbook display of Lou Gehrig's batting style, something he had no way of knowing at the age of two and three years old. What could Creator tell us about how and why this happens with some children? All right, and this is what Creator says. As we have been sharing with you, none of this is surprising. People with a high degree of talent and native ability to carry out complicated activities, and especially when they are a prodigy of some kind with an abundance of ability that seemingly is present naturally and not gained through a huge investment in practice, as seen in musical prodigies who have a command of a musical instrument from a very, very young age, or perhaps compose music and seem to have a natural understanding of music theory and so on. That does not come out of nothing and suddenly bloom to such a high degree of expression and precision. It is simply being more in touch with prior learning. And the person coming into a new incarnation is simply picking up where they left off. So much is already in place they can tap into. And this explains most satisfactorily why such prodigies exist. When someone can do something quite complex beyond their years and without the many years of learning and practice it normally takes, there has to be an explanation. So what we are telling you is by far the best fit. There might be genes that facilitate musical talent, but there are not genes for writing a symphony per se. That is talent derived from having been a composer in other lifetimes and absorbing a deep understanding of music so it becomes second nature, even when reincarnating into a new body and starting over in a new time and place. The deep subconscious mind is the key. It can tap into knowledge base and the Akashic records showing in detail all the prior accomplishments and they will resonate greatly with the individual who experienced those prior lifetimes because it is truly them and fits with who they are and their soul yearnings. When there is a desire to repeat such leanings, there will be an inner drive and passion to pay close attention and to begin to work with what one is hearing and learning and observing and much fantasy, daydreaming, and play activity that works at reviving prior understanding and capabilities to bring it about in the real world once again. 
those efforts will improve and will mature along with the person who will get better and better at recreating what they've done before and their talent will bloom with amazing speed in many cases because it is desired to happen and the foundation was laid in prior lifetimes to make it possible. So just to give people who obviously haven't read this book, which is probably almost the entire audience, I would imagine, um, in the book, it was uncovered that he had these that Christian Hopped had these memories that he started sharing with his mother at the age of two and three, and his mother was able to go and verify a lot of these memories. And some of these memories were things that could not be learned in the public domain. You know, they were memories that Lou Gehrig's family held personally. Um, Things, interactions between himself and Babe Ruth, for instance, that was not public knowledge. So there was a lot of really unique things going on that Kathy Bird, who titled the book, his mother, collected, investigated, and, and collated into an entire story. And it's a very, very important and fascinating story. I highly recommend the book, but that just gives you a little bit of background of what we're looking into. And we're just moving on and asking Creator about some of the more uh, idiosyncratic things that were taking place to help us further our own understanding of the reincarnation paradigm, Carl. Yeah, we're we're just probing a few things that are of interest to us and, and not really having the time to catalog and detail and defend this thesis here. But we're we're telling you it is real and creator is validating it. And so that makes this very worthwhile as a learning experience to to go and read the book and really think deeply about how this paradigm might apply to you, especially in terms of what you're struggling with in your life. Absolutely. You ask creator, the fact that precise skill, like swinging a baseball bat a certain way, comes through, is displayed in a child of extremely tender age, begs a couple of questions. Where is the so-called muscle memory in this? We think of muscle memory as something we train a physical body to execute and that even if there is a soul that survives death, muscle memory must surely die along with the physical body. Yet the skill displayed by the young Christian Hop brings all that into question. Does muscle memory and even cellular memory survive the death of the physical body? If so, why is this kind of explicit display seen in Christian Hop so seemingly rare? What can Creator tell us? All right, this is kind of interesting. As a scientist, especially for me, Creator says, this is an interesting question, breaking new new ground here scientifically. It indeed is the case that so-called muscle memory as a component of cellular memory can be reinstilled by referencing the Akashic records and harvesting and translating into the new being the energetic signature of basic functions associated with important skills, talents, and accomplishments. Whether it is something involving the performing arts and intellectual pursuit or athletic talent, as examples where a prodigious knowledge or a prodigious and exquisite physical prowess or a combination of physical prowess with mental and emotional resonance, as in the musical prodigy takes place, One is reawakening things worked on previously and developed to a high degree. The universe is designed to promote an expansion. And what that means is there are many ways things are designed to provide a platform that can be refined and enhanced over time and referenced again in the future 
So one has a better starting point in a new life than they had in a previous life because what was learned is on file. This is not to say you will have a retrieval of everything you've ever known and everything will be at least at the same level of capability. We are speaking of basic capabilities here, not the exquisite details. So a musical prodigy will not spontaneously play concertos written by other composers because they did so in a prior lifetime as a contemporary, perhaps, of the original creator of the composition. What translates from their prior musical lifetimes is the basic talent, meaning the ability to understand and have a feel for music and the workings and how things are organized within the mind and body to interconnect and facilitate musical expression and to have an inner harmony with and resonance with musical tones and composition and combinations, the language of music and the emotional interplay is a motivation and a reward both from working at composition or performance. The greater the ability to connect with detail and precision, the more profound this recapitulation will be expressed and the more impressive will be the level of capability harvested through these mechanisms. Your characterization of this as seemingly rare is not because it is truly rare, only that it is rarely appreciated to be happening. Most talents of all kinds are a re-strengthening, a reconnection with, and a revisiting of foundations laid in multiple previous lifetimes to help people have proficiency with language, with numbers, with mechanical objects and concepts, with talent for using the body in various ways for athletics, for dance, playing an instrument, and so on. Wow, new scientific uh, material, Carl. That's pretty exciting. Well, and if, if you look around, I mean, the evidence is all around us. These little kids who are like fantastic gymnasts. Yeah. And they can do things as children and adults can't do. And part of it is the suppleness and flexibility of the young body and so on. And not having as large a mass and it's easier to catapult yourself and so on when you're small and weigh little. But the the coordination is the point. And there are many examples of people with outstanding physical abilities and these young athletic talents who come up through the ranks and end up in professional uh, athletics is is a demonstration that it's come from prior lifetimes doing that. Yeah. And if you think about human history, you know, there's been athletic um, outlets for physical energy all through history, and it's been admired and praised and, and joined and, and contributed uh, by so many people as a standard, as a cultural phenomenon that has wide appeal and interest. And so we've all worked at this individually. Yeah, that's fascinating stuff. You asked creator, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth were the best of friends, but then had an extreme falling out. In response to criticism, in response to criticism from Lou's mother, Babe Ruth sent a message to Lou saying, never speak to me again off the field. As legend would have it, the two men never acknowledged each other from that day forward. Christian Hopp looked at a photograph of Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig standing together. 
Even though Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth played baseball together and took pictures together, he said to his mother, Kathy Bird, they didn't talk to each other. Kathy Bird writes, it was a statement right out of the baseball history books, but Christian didn't know how to read, and there was no reasonable explanation as to how he would know such a thing. Christian not only knew this, but felt it intensely. Just seeing pictures of Babe Ruth upset the boy deeply. He was clearly emotionally scarred from what happened between himself and his former best friend, and it carried over full force into the current life. What is Creator's perspective? And Creator says, this is a true and accurate accounting of what took place and its meaning. The boy truly knew more than he could have, and this indeed is powerful proof. He was truly recollecting a prior life as Lou Gehrig and knew the relationship he had had with Babe Ruth in the past and could still feel the emotions of the dislike and mistrust that were cultivated from the falling out in that prior lifetime, just as the mother perceived and wondered about, because it was seemingly impossible to be the case. And of course, that was the point of the exercise, to bring forward a validation with evidence that was striking and difficult to explain away, demonstrating awareness of a prior lifetime relationship in order to serve the divine mission, to teach the world about the reality of reincarnation. You know, this example just struck me so powerfully that something like just a fallout between friends can just echo beyond the lifetime that you're living. And that was really on display in this book, a book I highly recommend again. And, you know, there was even at one point where he has an older sister, Christian Hobb does, and he's like two and a half years old, you know, just a little toddler basically but his sister teased him and called him babe ruth and he erupted in emotion and a huge temper tantrum and, and wailing and crying and shouting that went on for you know multiple multiple minutes so you know the emotions are real and they persist carl they go on and on sometimes well if you think about this this too is not so unusual I work on people to help heal their karmic baggage. And many times there are people in their circle they have a feud going on with or a grudge match from other lifetimes where they were like oil and water and they fought with one another and maybe sabotaged each other's lives or one preyed on the other more in a very unbalanced way, not necessarily an equal match, but but these phenomena are real. And the law of karma doesn't let you get away with it. It'll bring you back again. You have to reckon with it. You have to heal it. Otherwise, the universe will suffer and you will suffer personally. And that's the bottom line message we're getting to here with this explication of past history. Yes, a very, very important history. I'm going to learn in the next segment coming up how we can heal something like this relationship. So be sure to come back for the next segment of Get Wisdom. But before you do, go check out GetWisdom.com while we're on the break and check out our healing tab where you can uh, engage our light worker healing protocol practitioners. That's always a mouthful. Uh, to, to engage and be able to heal some of the things that baggage that you have carrying around. So check that out. GetWisdom.com, the healing tab. Uh, check out the practitioners, the, med- the healing services that we offer. We'll be right back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. 
At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom, where we are reminiscing about America's favorite pastime, but we're doing a lot more than that. And we're going back a lot farther than just a few years, Carl. We're, we're looking at uh, how something is like baseball can actually play a very, very important factor in a big story that could uh, affect all of us someday. Well, learning about reincarnation is the subject for today. And this is a powerful story and something people should look into if this resonates at all with you, because you'll learn important principles of how the divine plan is being carried out. And you're caught up in it. You're a part of this whole enterprise. And what applies to these characters and the kinds of struggles they've had because of their prior lives, you have in your life. I guarantee it. We all have stuff. We've got baggage. We've got prior trauma that intrudes at times and sets us up for all kinds of things. It could be a physical illness or an emotional problem or both. So learning about this is the first step and then learning how to heal it. Yes. And I just want to point out this book is available uh, and you can get a new soft cover copy of it. It's uh, ordered online, multiple outlets, and uh, you can even get the the Kindle version, the e-book. And you can get that right away. So as soon as the show is over, five minutes later, you could be reading this book. And it's yeah. The Boy Who Kathy Knew Bird. Too Much. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kathy Bird, uh, The Boy Who Knew Too Much, exactly. So, You ask creator, Christian Hoft had severe asthma as a young child. It was speculated that it stemmed from Lou Gehrig's death from ALS, which was, in fact, a death from suffocation. Kathy Bird wrote, the combination of Christian's asthma attack and the resurgence of his past life memories had created the perfect storm. What could Creator tell us? All right, and this is what Creator said in answer to the question. This is a key observation on the mother's part and was informed by inner guidance she was receiving through her higher self to perceive this and to share the story with the world in her write-up of the unusual life she had with this young fellow as a second go-round. It is indeed the case that, as you know from all of your research, the vast majority 
And in fact, approximately 94% of physical maladies have a karmic origin, meaning they are produced in the body in response to trauma of the past. And the majority of that trauma has actually occurred in prior lifetimes and not the current one. So trauma matters greatly because it not only affects the current life, it will project into the future if not healed and will reassert itself with the same negative influences in a future lifetime and perhaps a series of lifetimes if it is never reckoned with and rebalanced. The law of karma makes this a personal responsibility to see to. And if one does not heed the warning, but suffer the consequences without a full understanding of why one is suffering, that will not heal the person, but more likely will make them worse in the future. So in a future life, the problem will come back again, and perhaps with even greater force, eventually even reaching a level where it is fatal. And then the person starts to die young, and that can happen in life after life until something intervenes to bring healing for the underlying karmic history. That is best done through the workings of the divine realm and is how we heal people and their problems, it being essential as most human problems are a consequence of a karmic setup, making the person vulnerable and bringing about symptoms. In this case, the parallel was a respiratory interference diagnosed as asthma, but was in effect mimicking the prior life's struggle with what proved to be a fatal inability to breathe. Indeed, asthma can kill. So this was a karmic setup to create a similar dilemma. It is a testament to how the life was lived in the new reincarnation, that things did not reach that severe a point, and it is likely now, as we see it, that having lived through the inconvenience and discomfort and negative consequences of coping with asthma, providing sufficient karmic payback for the prior obligations, that this will not reoccur, having been rebalanced through, in effect, paying dues for the prior trauma that could not be overcome in the life as Lou Gehrig. Well, that's a lot of questions I could ask there. Maybe someday we'll get the opportunity to, but... Uh... But this is a fascinating, you know, look to see uh, how the uh, the problem, the Lou Gehrig's disease, was, was, is something that's really big and is carried on for a lot of people. There's associations and foundations around that, and it's you know he actually brought a lot of attention to this uh, disorder. But to see that play out again in this young Christian Hopped is kind of an eye-opening experience, Carl. Well, this is the the rule, not the exception. There's a karmic setup behind almost all physical illness. It's a big part of the cause. And this is why medicine struggles so in trying to figure out illness. The best they can do most of the time is things for symptomatic relief, just to kind of keep it in check enough to live with it, but not heal it. Yeah. Healing truly is still a mystery to medical science. And this is the missing key. Yes, fixing the karma, and that is possible. It absolutely is, and we'll look into that a little bit now, I think. The Christian Hop story has a lot to teach humanity about the reality of reincarnation, about how passion can manifest in surprising ways, and how traumas from past lives, even from something as common as a falling out with a friend, can leave deep and lasting scars that require healing in order to move past them. 
Can creators share how Empowered Prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol can help both Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth resume and elevate their friendship when, again, someday they rendezvous in a future lifetime? All right, and this is what Creator says. Here you are proposing something people would say is impossible. What's done is done, and even if the story is true, you cannot change the past, so they will have to start fresh and start over, and if they have recollections of prior disputes, may well react to having that bad blood and have no desire to reconcile if the resentment is rekindled and they detest one another. That is typically what happens on the human physical plane without a deeper understanding of the divine realm. The real divine approach to life and the wisdom in living in divine alignment and all it represents as a guiding light. But that healing can be done in other ways. And in fact, with the advent of the Lightworker Healing Protocol, anyone can contribute to the healing of these two by doing sessions on their behalf to request a reconciliation and a reconfiguration of their energies to heal what has thrown things out of alignment individually and collectively for them. The divine can work in the past and undo the karmic underpinnings of this seeming feud they had going and reconcile things and raise them up in the doing. That will remove any need for future effort to make up for lost time and have to do work themselves on this issue because it will be a non-issue from their perspective. They will likely have a soul recognition that there is a deep connection, but it will not trigger within misgivings or inner animosity from a re-echoing of prior trauma from their falling out long ago in their lives as baseball stars. Their feelings about one another will be mutual and can proceed to strengthen in starting from having this soul connection and making a better friendship in the future than would likely be possible if no healing were done to help pave the way. Every human being has a legacy of past trauma that is a burden and obligation to address and repair. In a sense, you are presiding over a corner of the universe in disarray. It is much like people living in their homes where some are poor housekeepers and even in unhealthy conditions in not taking out the garbage. And that attracts vermin and creates a quite unpleasant smell where no one would want to visit them for any length of time. And they themselves might become a recluse because they are increasingly shunned by people around them. If they do not attend to basic hygiene and cosmetic needs, people expect to fit into society. Others who are more in divine alignment will be stronger, more forward-looking, holding a higher vibration that enables them to be giving of themselves, cheerful, welcoming, and will attract friends and many who become loved ones in various ways and will have a wide circle of acquaintances, all of whom benefit from the interchange and every shade of difference in between will be represented. There are all kinds of people but all are lessened from karmic trauma to some degree, and it all awaits healing. It is a huge drag on human progress and is keeping everyone as well at risk of losing their future. A major reason for the traumas of life is the fact you are being subjugated by dark spirits and a clandestine alliance of physical extraterrestrials subjugating humanity and running the world from behind the scenes using you as entertainment to toy with 
and to punish for their amusement. This has tragic consequences that build over time, and it has been many thousands of years this has been going on. Things are coming to a head. We are helping to bring forth the truth of things through your channel and others, and our desire is for you to embrace our warnings and use the Lightworker Healing Protocol as the means to heal your perpetrators enough for them to withdraw. That will save you and will save them because it will start powerful healing that can carry forward. And if you survive, you will continue healing them. But from a higher plane of existence, you will reach as a consequence of the healing preparation. You will be able to heal them from a higher vibrational state, and it will be much safer than doing so as a physical human living under their physical control. This is an opportunity unparalleled in human existence in the progress being made now to bring forward, finally, enough information and explicit explanations to enable you to apply a meaningful and effective solution in the form of the Lightworker Healing Protocol. The use of empowered prayer to help you use prayer more effectively than ever before is a powerful adjunct as well. The two together can help you win your cause. Without them, you will fail and humanity will be destroyed. So there is every reason to consider our warning seriously and apply yourself to the task at hand. It is within your capability to do so. Using the protocol can be done by most anyone and is safe to do because it is a private action and will only be visible to you and the Almighty. But your energy will count. It will be pooled with the energy of many others, and that is what is needed to turn the tide. Everyone is needed who can hear these words. If you respond and take action, you and many, many others will be rewarded. It is truly up to you to make it happen. Well, it's a very encouraging and really beautiful thing that uh, – Creator points out how, you know, people can just offer to basically help Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth with their relationships so the next time they come together, they won't have this baggage. But then Creator doesn't waste any time and he goes in to say the Lightworker Game Protocol is so much more important than just helping out a couple of baseball stars from the past. It's vitally important because it's needed to save humanity. So this is a tool that can solve a lot of problems, but there's a really big problem that needs our attention first and foremost, Carl. Yes, absolutely. And uh, I did a protocol session, in fact, because I learned through some channeling that Babe Ruth was still not in the light following his passing. So he had more karmic baggage at the time of that life he shared with Lou Gehrig than one might think. And he never made it to heaven. And he's been out there in limbo. And so I worked on him with the protocol, the Lightworker Healing Protocol. And so many people and their loved ones are going to need this and have needed it from their passing of those who preceded them. And this is an example of work that can be done with this protocol. You can help yourselves, your family, your extended family, and all of humanity 
And that's the point of it, because we're in trouble here, and things aren't getting better on their own. There's a ramping up of negativity, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) It's all around us in the news. This is the interlopers, the forces of darkness, the force of evil, and it is real, and it's causing havoc. And people are moving away from religion, and they're not substituting anything better. So get wisdom is to put the tools of that betterment in your hands. Yes. And the beautiful thing about the Lightwork Healing Protocol is that it's all-encompassing now. And it's designed to solve the big problems that are affecting humanity, while at the same time enabling you to focus on one, two, or a half dozen specific clients that can get that little extra boost for the healing that you want to bring to yourself, bring to others, etc. So this is a tool that can solve a lot of problems by just simply learning to use it and then using it on a regular basis, Carl. And it's the same with prayer empowerment. Learning how to pray so you have the power to pray for everyone. That's not been prison ever through human history. One person can't pray and save the world. That's why it hasn't happened because a lot of people have prayed for that. But even collectively, they fall short, and it's because they're doing it independently. Well, we we figured out a way to pool all that energy, and it's part of our prayers that we recommend, given to us from creators. So you can get that prayer book from our website as well. GetWisdom.com slash LHP and GetWisdom.com slash prayer. That's all we have for this week. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 